Looking at the best things to do in London and beyond? From food to fitness, bars to going out, this is the AT, the About Time Podcast. Welcome back to the AT. This is our fifth episode. Thank it's you. gone mad. It's gone very quickly, actually. Thank you for staying with us. So this week's theme is a year in review. We're looking at everything big that happened in 2017, food-wise, in London, all the trends, all the lifestyle happenings. Um, we're gonna we're gonna chat about those. Yeah, all the weird concepts that we've had to try and condiments. Yes, a lot of condiments and a lot of weird shit. <laughs> And we're going to go through the highs and lows of our the year. crashing lows because there were there were a lot there were some bad lows of our year in 2017 in London. But yeah. don't expect any politics or any no no none of that. We're just talking about like ice buns and stuff. So and avocado. If you're here for the politics, leave now. <laughs> yeah, sorry. We're so Alyssa, kicking things off. Off. What were some of the big trends that you saw in London in 2017? Um, the the rise. And the crashing fall of clean eating. It makes me happy that it that it kind of crashed. So well, at happy. first people were jumping on the bandwagon of clean eating, talking about how we need to buy organic and spiralise everything, this obsession of, with health. And that, that lasted quite well. Yeah. And you know, people were obsessed with all these um, Instagrammers and social media stars who were doing all these crazy vegan baking things. And then there was a huge backlash where all of a sudden people were like, oh, it's gone too far, we're getting really obsessed with health and we're scared of carbs and don't be scared of carbs white bread and there was a big backlash where everyone said these clean eating stars are actually causing more damage than good yeah i agree and also um courgette is not courgette is not it does not it's not pasta no and we shouldn't be fooled to think that it is <laughs> what boodles <laughs> butternut squash noodles no so many weird ones boodles do you know what I did quite enjoy actually Tesco's brought out these butternut squash lasagna sheets Uh, the courgette ones have you tried those oh no I wouldn't want a courgette lasagna but I liked the lasagna I I don't like saying that I liked them but boodles I didn't need in my life no courgette no I mean it was also those things about like raw yeah, raw became a huge trend in this year, I think. Just nothing was cooked. It was like, there was the one stage in London where you wanted something warm, you're like, you're going to have to put it in the microwave yourself. Because all the restaurants were serving up raw food. I don't... I've missed the memo on raw. So they... Well, the argument is that cooking destroys the nutrients. So if you have more raw foods, then you have more nutrients in it. Yeah. No, I miss hot. I like hot. I like warming. Also, some, I like soups. some things like really require um, to be cooked, so like onion and garlic are not nice for, in my opinion. So. Yes, I see where you're coming from here. <laughs> but yeah, no, there was there was a backlash on clean eating, which I'm, some, glad we, I'm glad we've put that behind us. Yeah, you know? although there's loads of restaurants still that are doing really well that kind of were at the forefront of that movement. So all the deliciously Ella Delis, she's got three now, I think two of them opened this year, Pharmacy in Notting Hill, um, which is Camilla um, Fayed, Daddy Fayed's daughter. Yeah. And um, the Redemption Bar, which is in Notting Hill, which is um, vegan, sugar-free and wheat-free food. Is it fun-free? <laughs> well, apparently it's one of the best vegan restaurants in London. Apparently. But I think... Do you know, to be honest, have you been to any of these? Um, I've been to Delicielas. I've been to Delicielas... Um, Dennis. One on uh, in behind near Bond Street Station. Yeah, 
um, nearly had a heart attack when they said if I want ask brown rice milk in my cappuccino. <laughs> They're like brown rice. Milk. I was like, sorry, what? How, how, um, how do you milk brown rice? <laughs> Tiny little nipples. <laughs> like, where is this milk coming from? Um, I love you, Ella's bellies. I think they're but, great. But, um, I really think they're great. I I've love had, an egg. I love an egg gel. Do they not sell eggs? No, it's all vegan. Mm. And you know, my other my other card on says I'm, I'm an egg fan. I like the yolk. You do. I think Ella's done so well with them. They're they're hearty because the one thing I worry about with this healthy eating stuff is that they'll just give you like a salad and it'll be quite insubstantial. You'll be hungry an hour later after lunch. Whereas I find Ella's delis that they're, they're good. Like they give you quite hearty kind of stews and like hot pots and things that are quite filling. I do. I, I'm with you on this, but there's a price to pay for this hearty stew, <laughs> and it's not the cheapest around. No, this is true. But I understand it's. For, I've been to pharmacy, the one in Notting Hill, which is also vegan. Um, it's so funny because also because it's Notting Hill, everyone in there is like in chi chi chi. Um, do you mean shi shi? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Alicia and her pronunciation issues. Yes, everything's very chi chi chi. <laughs> what is it? Shi shi. Is that a thing where you've once seen it written down? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah everyone's just in Lululemons straight out of a yoga class. It's so absurd and they've all got very cute babies or tiny, tiny dogs. Yeah. Um, and they do kind of vitamin shots, which is like they bring you vitamin, like they bring you juice in what would be an injection, but without the needle, if you see what I mean. You sort of inject the plastic into your mouth and it's like a vitamin booster. I haven't sold it very well. It's kind of ridiculous. You, you, if you don't like chia seeds, like literally just avoid it. Oof, no, I don't like them. What even are they? <laughs> I don't know. Another thing that I think was really big, kind of following on from the whole clean eating movement in 2017, was special diets. Like, yes. all of a sudden, yes. everyone had a gluten intolerance. Yes, they did. <laughs> or a lactose intolerance or something of that kind and subsequently all these brands came out of nowhere that were gluten free wheat free dairy free yeah everything just catering to these to these markets it's crazy the amount of products now that are on the the supermarket shelves that are I mean the um, the free from aisle now in Sainsbury's massive it's erupted It's, it's literally massive. There's a company called Violife, which does vegan cheese, which is actually really good. I've tried it. Because the problem with most vegan cheeses is like they don't melt. And yeah. you're like, this ain't cheese. This is this is giving cheese a bad name. Violife is really good. It melts. Tried and tested. Okay, that's good. So you can put it in a veggie burger and it melts. And they're pizza. also... Um, yeah, you can put it on pizza, exactly. And they're quite innovative. So for Christmas, they did this vegan after-dinner uh, like Christmas platter. And it was like little cranberry cheese and blue cheese and like mature cheese. So they were kind of imitating cheddar and Stilton and those kind of things. But with um, vegan cheese, which is made out of coconut oil. That is quite revolutionary. Mm, quite exciting. Yeah. Another big one was Kofro, which is a... Um, a vegan coconut frozen dessert. That does sound really nice. And it's paleo. Coconut, they've had a moment this year. Coconuts have had a moment. There's coconut everything. Coconut milk. Now, I remember when we ran a coconut milk cappuccino article. Um, when was, was this a year and a half ago? Maybe? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, about a year and a half ago. And we got trolled on Twitter because people were like, stop making coconut milk a thing, stop making coconut milk coffees, that it's not, you Now, know. all the coconuts... we got trolled. We got trolled, but now all the coconuts are laughing. Yeah. The coconuts are worth millions now. Everyone... Pret, is- look at Pret. They're, they're smashing out the coconut lattes. Mm, mm. 
This was the year of the coconut, I think. Yeah, it was. Co- now you can coconut ice cream, coconut yogurt. I actually think it was the year of the healthy fats. Like, you know how people used to run from fat? And now it's like everyone's obsessed with avocado, with nut butters, with coconut. Yeah. We're not, we're not scared of those fats anymore. No. And oat milk. That's had a moment. I love oat milk. It has had a moment. Yeah, it's oat true. milk coffees. I would also say this, yeah, I think quality has become more of a focus. Like, with people spending so much in the likes of Planet Organic and Whole Foods, I think people are starting to get maybe a little bit too obsessed with provenance and really high-quality ingredients and everything like that. Um, Oppo is an ice cream that people are really, really into, and it's like a... I think it's, for me, like, those kind of ice creams are proof that people are willing to pay, like, a hell of a lot to have something yeah. that they know is, like, really high quality. So it's made, it's an ice cream that's made with virgin coconut oil, stevia, and fresh milk. Got 6% less sugar than normal ice cream. I've had the salted caramel one. It's, it's really, really bloody delicious. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's good stuff, but four ninety nine a carton. You're not going to be, like, smashing the cartons in the shopping basket, but a treat. Like yeah. a treat. A treat. Yeah. It's not it's not a 99 P V and Etta, but it's a treat nonetheless. Can we just discuss for a moment how big avocado became this year? Massive. It like it became the biggest cliche that everyone, like all everyone's doing on a morning, on the weekends, like before work, just eating avocados and putting them in everything as well. (laughs) Like cacao mousses. Avocados do not belong in a cake. <laughs> Stop making avocados into a cake. And like into brownies no, and everything. I don't want that. And then MS brought are bringing out these uh these avocados without the stone. But I don't get that. Because who's, who's destoning them? No, I think they're grown in that way. Because otherwise you just have like holes in all the avocados in the shop. Oh I thought no, I genuinely thought someone was was <laughs> Destoning avocados in a warehouse in Bromley, but fine. Okay, yeah, no, avocados gone mad, and it's everywhere. It's on socks now. It's on iPhone cases. Clothing, clothing. I mean, we have had a bit of a backlash, though. I don't want to use the term, but millennials. Mm. Um, you know, there's been a lot of newspaper articles that if we didn't spend so much money on avocado on toast and sandwiches, <laughs> that we would maybe be able to afford house deposit yeah that's why we're not getting on the property market yeah i do kind of understand that i think that there's a kind of it's moved towards like a new luxury where people realize they're probably never going to get on the on the property ladder so instead they'll go and spend like 15 quid on cocktails at the rosewood or go out for brunch with their friends because i just don't think any of us have like a saving mentality no i agree why wait just eat your brunch now (laughs) speaking of which where's your favorite avocado on toast in london gosh there's been many. Um, it's really, been like five a week, to yeah. be honest. Um, I do really like Caravan. Yeah. The only problem is it's it's quite pasty. What do you mean? Like, they, you know, like with some avocado on toast, it's quite chunky. Right. You know, the avocados. Oh, it's like a paste. Yeah. Right. Which can be, you know... Also, the bit. staff there are unbelievably moody. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, oh, you've come into my restaurant, have you? Yeah. Well, yes, I have, and I would quite like some I'm avocado. I'm a very good-looking Australian. <laughs> Fuck off. Everyone there's Australian and moody. Yeah, I do agree. <laughs> oh, you, you actually want some food? Yes, that would be, that would be lovely. Thank what you. What happens at Caravan is, like, you order your food, and then they bring you nothing that you ordered, and then they seem really pissed off that you care 
Yeah. And they're like, oh, you didn't want the omelette. Like, no, I didn't order it. <laughs> or, oh, you want your food before your coffee? Sure, here you go. <laughs> you wanted your food hot, how dare you? <laughs> um, I, like, I like this place in England on England's Lane in Belsize Park called Black Truffle. It's great. It's cute. It's great. It's local, independent, very, like, family vibes. You know, there's a lady breastfeeding in there this morning. And between at 9 and 11, it's 2 for 1 on breakfast. So Bargain. it works out at, like, 4 quid a breakfast. Great. Yeah, that's... Um, I also... 26 grains. Yeah. Now, I know 26 grains is known for porridge. It's Porridge Cafe, Neil's Yard. But their avocado on toast is fabulous. It's a good one. We've had it. Lots of seeds on there. You can get some pan-fried halloumi on the side if you wish. It's just really, really good avocado on toast. Classic. Yeah. What else happened in the dining scene in London this year? What was What were the big trends? sharing style mm. the amount of press releases that we had with small plates <laughs> I would have been a millionaire <laughs> a pound it does feel like nobody goes out just for like three courses or like meat and two veg anymore everything is sharing small plates I suppose it's a more sociable way of eating yes I actually now gunpowder um, in Shoreditch is like sharing style small plates Indian like mm. home cooking home style Indian cooking unbelievable unbelievable and really? I would really recommend yeah I, I, I went somewhere called The Ninth which recently got a Michelin star it's on Charlotte Street and it's so good um, it's a celebrity chef called Jun Tanaka I'm glad you said that name and not me <laughs> I said it slowly, just to make sure I got it right. And it's all um, kind of sharing plates. They do do some larger plates to share, but mainly small plates. And they're so, so good. One of my favourite places to go. It's not cheap, but if you're doing something special, then I think you should go there. Yes, and also Meraki, a really nice... You said that right! You said it right! You said it right! Um, Have I been practising for ten minutes before? Maybe. Um, a, A new modern Greek restaurant... Um, in Soho. Lovely. It's the guy behind Roka. Yes. Did you know that? (laughs) Look at me with my research. So full of wisdom. Yeah, but small plates, um, convivial style dining, it's had its moment this year. Mm. That's what I like. That's what I like. I think the thing that gets me with small plates, though, is you have to be prepared to spend quite a lot because it takes so many to actually get full. I went to this place called Monmouth Kitchen. I knew you were going to say that. And I knew you were going to say it's, that. Uh, it's kind of Peruvian, Japanese-inspired, and they um, they do these tacos for £4, and they're like, just to let you know, they are mini tacos. We're like, oh, so what do you mean by that? They're like, it's one bite. <laughs> when I say that they're... A, was it a canapé? It was a canapé. It was a taco canapé. It was the smallest thing. It's the easiest way to spend two quid I've ever experienced. And you honestly would have to order about 10 rounds to get full on them, but very delicious bite. Um, talking about sharing, Senor Ceviche. Mm, you love that? Yeah, favourite of mine. Again, it's Peruvian. Um, the menu is divided into ceviche, barbecue dishes. They've got amazing veggie numbers as well. Um, they do these Pachamama pork ribs, incredible pork belly. Um, and they've got one in Fitzrovia that do an absolutely outstanding brunch mm. um, but really would recommend if, if you haven't been there already if you want to go for that kind of small plates vibe there's someone called Flavour Bastard that's got loads of press recently for just doing really crazy flavour combinations got quite slated by the big critics but other people said it was really fun and inventive they're doing a vegan menu for Veganuary um, some of the dishes on that are very strange indeed they have miso and mango glazed aubergine with peanut crumble chickpea salad with rose harissa parsley and date syrup 
and roast sweet potatoes, soy yogurt, pomegranate, and chili popcorn. A lot of sweet and savoury combos going mm. on there. Mm. If done well, that can be the, that sweet savoury thing could be quite nice, but it can be, be very sickly. Yeah, I draw the line at carrot cake. What? That's it. That's it. That's all I can oh, do with sweet and savoury. Where carrot cake is on the inside of the line. Yeah, the inside, and then anything. Peking duck. <laughs> With a hoisin sauce, and that's and that's, that's it. Good. That's, that's a cracker. Very good. There's actually a restaurant on the topic of small plates called Plate in Shoreditch. It's at the M by Monk Calm Hotel, and it's basically all to do with plate sizes. And you can just mix and match. So snack size plates, small plates, full portions, and sweet <laughs> plates. Just all the plates. <laughs> a lot of plates. Yes, Greek yogurts, cucumber, cucumber gazpacho. Okay. I don't know how I feel about gazpacho. In general, like it's, it's it's got a window of about a week during a heat wave in London, and yeah. then it's just totally irrelevant. I remember this um, lady on Come Down with me did a tomato gazpacho for her starter, and it was not well received, <laughs> and it's put me off ever since. Quite tough critics on yeah. Come Down with me, though. <laughs> they are. The one other thing that I would say that I saw a huge um, kind of move towards, other than small plate dining, was restaurants within co-working spaces or kind of private members club community spaces with restaurants inside they're a, they're a thing they're definitely a thing the ned is like massive you've you've been haven't you yes i mean it's it feels a bit like a shopping center <laughs> in the sense of how big it actually is it's ginormous i re- had a really actually had a, I had a good avocado on classic so it. if you don't know the ned um is in the city and it's got the, within the building they have nine restaurants 252 bedrooms so you can stay there it's also a hotel and seven public restaurants so i guess two of the restaurants are private and it's also um a members club with a range of men's women men and women's grooming services yes literally like sort your entire life out at the Ned go get a haircut stay the night have something to eat just take your time but they've got loads of restaurants there so they've got like an Asian one that does yes um, kind of sushi bowls and they've got Malibu Kitchen they've got um, Californian yeah and they've got loads they've got a kind of Jewish inspired deli that I quite want to go to called Zobler's yeah you, I think you need to go there I think it might be my spiritual home um, there's another one Chichetti's Oh God! <laughs> I didn't want to say it, <laughs> but that, that's good. Ita- nice Italian um, as well, and also Mortimer House is a new opening in Fitzrovia, um, and it's where you can work. Nice co-working space, um, and actually referring back to our earlier point of avocado, <laughs> they do have an avocado only menu for breakfast wow and they also do a lot of small plates basically Mortimer House has all the trends in one (laughs) they're just picking out these concepts from the sky (laughs) so speaking of trends uh, next up we have some special guests who are going to tell us all about their London concepts this is the AT the About Time podcast hello welcome back to the AT show Uh, we're joined now by Alex from Cultured hi Um, okay for anyone that doesn't know about culture, tell us a little bit about it. Um, so we are a pop-up on Great Windmill Street, um, and we are specialising in fermented food and drink. So we are pairing everyone's favourite, the gin, with our home-brewed tonics. Why do you think there's been such a rise in like fermentation in 2017? Uh, I think there's been a huge interest kind of started off from the... Um, kind of like the kind of health scares about sugar and how much sugar is on our diets um and the more kind of research that went into this looking at kind of the effect that it has on our gut and our body uh the focus really came back to fermentation 
Um, so I think that's probably the, the kind of the beginnings of it. This year's really been about gut health, hasn't it? There's suddenly so many studies that have come out and so many books that have been huge about the link between gut health and, and how you're feeling and about your brain. Why do you think suddenly people are waking up to wanting to know more about the gut? Um, I think, well, I think obviously the more that it's in the public eye, the more that it becomes of interest. But I think um, the kind of the, the gravitas of these studies um, show how important it is for our body to have uh, a plentiful amount of kind of probiotics in our gut. Um, but I think also the, the ease of fermentation, so the, the cookbooks with these incredible recipes in it, um, just make it look so fun and easy. And that kind of immediately makes it appealing as well. I tried to make my own kombucha. and it go? T- absolutely awfully. Oh, no. It, 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 it cracked the, like, va- the, oh, wow. the thing. Oh, wow. Really active. That, yeah, yeah it, it broke the thing that I was yeah. kombucha-ing That can in. happen. Because <laughs> it was so active. I was, yeah, I don't know what the verb is to kombucha. I like um, it, yeah. <laughs> I tried kombucha for the first time. And what did you think? Um like two sips in I was like yeah no yeah but actually then I got to the halfway and I was like oh actually this is very enjoyable I really like yeah, it yeah I think this is the interesting thing like if your palate is used to having loads of sugars it takes a while for you to kind of change it to loving the kind of like pickles and sour it's quite vinegary yeah it is really vinegary but literally kind of like a couple of glasses in like if you you know over a month or something immediately your palate starts to change and, and you're really kind of ready for it We've got an amazing cocktail with um, lime bay, sparkling wine, and just like a 25ml measure of kombucha in it. So it's served in a flute, so like instead of a kia. Um, mm. And it's just amazing. Like unlike a kia, which is just really kind of sickly on the palate, this is incredibly refreshing because that acidity just sets the whole thing off. It's so nice. That sounds great. Yeah, that's good. And what's the response been like from Londoners with the pop-up? Yeah, just like phenomenal, actually. Um, we we ended up launching it like relatively quickly. Um, so it was just kind of like really interesting for the first two weeks just to kind of like really sense people's feedback to everything we were doing. There was just so much interest. Um, we have an amazing list of like gins that are on there um, and the the way that people come in and get so excited about you know which gin do I start with and then I'll go on to the next one and how about this one with that tonic because we've got a kind of like playful menu so you can come in um, we do like a house pour but then we have our three fermented tonics and then the idea being maybe you start with the house pour and then you start to go like okay right I really love the ginger turmeric tonic so how about I try that with the Chilgrove gin and then they start to kind of like play with it from that perspective so pair them together yeah exactly they can do their own pairings and people really love gin people love <laughs> I gin don't, I don't know what the obsession <laughs> is you don't like gin do you I had a very oh bad God, experience when I was okay. 17 you know when you're like growing up and then you yeah, raid your like parents yeah. drink cabinet yeah and I and went to a house party punishment. Yeah. and I did gin shots <laughs> never again no I did that with Jägermeister once I can't look at the stuff I can't it's too sugary it's like cough syrup yeah it's not Um, nice well don't worry we have some nice vodkas as well okay oh I love vodka (laughs) I love vodka and what's the food offering at the bar um, so we've done a kind of classic wine bar menu. So there's a lot of amazing like platters on there with smoke cured meats, um, fishes. Um, and then we've paired all of those with our own ferment. So we've got like incredible kimchi, green kimchi, caraway krauts, all those kind of things featured on the menu. Um, I love kimchi. Yeah, so do I. Great. Absolutely amazing. All of our kimchi are actually vegan, which is quite cool because usually you make them with a lot of um, fish sauce and mm. shrimp paste. And we decided to take all of that out and we replace it with like a bit of fermented chili bean paste and um, kelp powder instead. 
Um, so that's quite cool. And then like one of the standout favorites is hilarious actually, but I had to really like persuade everyone to put it on the menu. They were like, no, 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 is uh, a bagel with, um, kimchi. So we make like an amazing, um, soft cheese paste with like kimchi in it and then serve it with salt beef. And it's like the most popular bagel. It's you had me at salt beef. Yeah. <laughs> I love salt beef. Bagels are always good news. Yeah. yeah. Always. That sounds amazing. <laughs> and how long is the bar going to be? popping up for uh, so we're going to be there till the full of weird verbs but <laughs> like a verb problem no it's all good um, we're going to be there till the end of February um, yeah so we're just like fully booked at the moment with Christmas parties which is amazing and then we've got quite a big like New Year's plans going to kind of treat it like a townhouse uh, to put bars on every floor because it's like a proper Soho townhouse so um, hasn't been like ever renovated so it's just like the most amazing building um so yeah, we've got, we've got good plans for it. So what's the plans like after February? Um, so we are hoping to take some of our cafes into production. Um, so kind of working on that at the moment. Cool. And if people want to find out more, how can they how can they find you? Uh, so we're on all the social media channels, and you would expect uh, and uh, cultured London, uh, and then with our, a K, with a K, yes, because we're obviously trendy. <laughs> um, and then on our website as well, which is culturedlondon.co.uk. And if you'd like to visit the bar, it's on Great Windmill Street. It is indeed, yeah, number twenty-one. Fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. And here's this week's news in brief. Bread Ahead fans, you're in luck because the famed bakery is opening on Friday the 5th of January uh, on Beak Street in Soho. Expect all the sourdough delights, their epic donuts, um, pastries, classic bakes, and they'll now serve hot breakfast and a new menu of savoury dishes for lunch, which is which is fun. Um, Rose's Thai Cafe um, is opening a pop-up uh, in January, Rose's Thai Veggie is all going to be veggie food, um, curry tofu, curry tofu um, grilled butternut squash salad, just loads of classic Thai dishes with a veggie twist. And keeping with the plant-powered theme, Jason Atherton's original Michelin star restaurant, Pollen Street Social, um, is rustling up a vegan menu. 75 quid for eight courses, the sourdough croutons with a salt-baked beetroot tartare um, and braised broccoli stem, lemon puree, toasted almonds and seaweed. And that's this week's News in Brief. We're joined now by Elena. Can hi. you, um, hi Elena, can you tell us a little bit about your supper club, which is coming to Cultured? Yeah, of course. So um, we set up Spirit and Salt, um, me and my colleague Soph, and um, we basically wanted to bring our style of food to the masses. And um, we've kind of done it in a, it's all about like convivial eating, it's all about people sharing food, talking, and also sitting next to all the people that you wouldn't necessarily always sit next to. And um, we uh, decided to do a pop-up with Alex at Cultured because their vibe is really similar to ours. We love the fermented foods that they're doing and kind of felt that it would be paired perfectly with our kind of food and what's on our menu. So what can what can people expect on the menu? What are you cooking up? Ah, this time we are doing, so we're going to have some of the cultured snacks to start so people are going to get a bit of a taster of the cultured food as well. Um, and then they're going to do all the drinks to pair with the food. So um, the first course is a Swede and Cabernero raviolo. And then it's in a rosemary brown butter. And then we're doing it with um, deep fried pickled walnuts on top wow. to add a bit of crunch. And then for the main course, we're doing a really slow braised 
um, pork cheek mm-hmm. with celeriac puree and pickled and charred apples. Um, and then side t- TBC, it's currently going through different arguments between me and Sophie as to which what what greens we're going to do and how we're going to serve them. And the dessert, we're doing a chestnut and dark chocolate tort with um, like a buckwheat crumb on it. It's really cool. Basically, it's a kind of like fried crumbs that like are like Rice Krispies on top of it. God, it all sounds amazing. And have you done tough clubs like this before? Yeah, so we kind of have done them at different locations around London throughout the past year or so now. Um, one a month, and we basically run two nights and set the menu based on different themes, where the location is, and that plays into it. So um, yeah, this is, I think this is our ninth, maybe? No, maybe a little bit less than that. Maybe it's the seventh. God, they kind of tea up and you forget that <laughs> so when is when is, when's the supper clubs taking place so this one is on the 12th and 13th at cultured of january of january yeah yeah sorry everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's also my birthday so i'll be expecting oh, lots of cards <laughs> amazing come on down <laughs> okay, actually well <laughs> gonna regret that i'm gonna bring everyone with me that's great bring them all so you have two something. nights yeah two nights yeah so um we kind of get a bit of bit of a Friday night and a Saturday night crowd, which weirdly is actually different. You think that you'd run tough clubs and stuff and that you'd have really similar crowds, but Friday night go go outers and Saturday nights are different. Get different different vibe on each night. I prefer going out on Friday night. Yeah, you know, you think, because the people who come on Friday are usually like, it's much more of a kind of hectic night, you find, because they'll all be there and everyone's quite like on it because it's the end of the week. And then Saturday is a bit more of a chilled out crowd. Mm, more of like a date night, Saturday night. Yeah. I actually quite like the whole sharing style. I like yeah. a bit of an enforced seating plan. Do you? Because yeah. you feel like, I don't want to pay for my ticket and then be sat next to somebody that I'm there looking at my phone. But I like it when no. you go somewhere and you're a bit like, it's, it's potluck who you sat next to. Yeah, no, it's fun. And it's like... That thing where we basically have sharing, um, like sharing platters that come and you share between, it's usually not more than five or six because you don't want that thing where you're like looking down the table and it's like, oh, I really want some of that and it's five people away. So it's kind of within your group around you and it forces you to be like, oh, like, can you pass that? And then start a bit of conversation about the food because otherwise I think you end up going for dinner and obviously that's what happens every time you go for dinner with people you know. You're chatting and it becomes, you know, like natural. You're just talking to people, but you're not pushed out of your comfort zone a little bit Mm -hmm. to just chat to somebody to the left of you and be like, hey, what do you think of the pork? And it's not not very natural for Londoners to talk to other people, like, unless they have to. Have you ever had it where people come to the um, super club and then... That is, and friendship, weird friendships formed. Like Alex came to one of ours with her um, colleague Jono, and he sat next door to one of my really good friends. And she came back and she was like, "I sat next door to the funniest guy all night." She thought he was like the most comical person she's ever met. That's yeah, nice. amazing. Friends are made, and couples have formed. Yeah, we had like um, a guy, one of Sophie's friends came, and then a girl who'd come from Instagram, and she'd like got in touch and came down with her friends. And they ended up really hitting off and have dated. Wow. We were like, oh my goodness. This Making is magic. typing this out. Yeah. Um, what do you call it when you, in the metro, what's that thing Oh, called? like Love on the Underground. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, a bit like that. Like, yeah, people could email in afterwards yeah. and be like, that girl, three seats to my left. <laughs> <laughs> the the girl that was eating all the braised cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, she did not pass that down. Delete. <laughs> Fantastic. And if people want to find out more um, about the soccer clubs and book, how can they do that? So they can find out. So we have on our Instagram is at Spirit and Salt Food, and the link is on there, and it's all on Design My Night as well. So it's the Cultured Times Spirit and Salt Supper Club. 
they can get tickets there great well looking forward to it I'll be joining you on my birthday please do it'll be great <laughs> thanks for coming on thank you so much no worries this is the AT the About Time podcast and now a word from our sponsor this week's podcast is sponsored by Book a Table by Michelin. Like us, they think we should all make the most of London and get out more. So if your New Year's resolution is to eat out more, and it should be, they've got your back. And with dining deals at some of London's best restaurants, you needn't break that other resolution, saving money. Keep an eye on their social media channels in 2018 for the best offers, latest dining trends and top tips from big name chefs. And we are back with the review section of the show. Um, I've been away this week... Again. Okay. <laughs> can, I tell, can, I just tell, can I just tell you my skiing story? So I was in the Alps um, for, the, for the last couple of days of the weekend. And I wouldn't say I'm the, the most... Proficient? Skier. You know, I, I, need, I needed some time on the baby slopes. I've been skiing twice before. But all the guys I was with, all the guys and gals, I um, have been skiing for about 40-odd years. Mm. They're all from skiing magazines. <laughs> They're all from skiing magazines. Um, and they put me on this intermediate um, slope, got on my skis, and I just couldn't turn the corner. I forgot, and I just stacked it. And everyone at this point was down the bottom of the hill. So I got back on my skis, and the nice girl that I was with was like, look, you need to ski down. Like, everyone's at the bottom. And I was like, okay. So I snowplowed all the way down a la Bridget Jones although I didn't end up in the pharmacy I actually took out a, basically a, a school trip and I stacked it in the snow and then proceeded to cry um, but I'm back I'm back guys um, and yes have, so. you, have you used anything nice since you've been back I okay so I'm one of those people that even though I'd only flown from France I did have a four hour bus journey to the airport to Geneva airport um, sorry so Switzerland and um, got a takeaway didn't I what I did you get faux to go I love faux so they're for the Christmas period um, and over January they're promoting their like hangover busting like faux you know warming comforting blow your hangover out of the out of the cobwebs, out of the water, out of, something like that. Yeah, um, I would really recommend the hot and spicy beef brisket foe. It's did, delicious. Did it sort you out? Yeah, um, and the spring rolls are amazing. The summer rolls are great. And yeah, so you order it all online, and you can pre-order it the day before. So say that you're going out for for a party, um, you can pre-order it the day before, and then it, it can arrive. Just preempt your hangover. Yeah, how great! That's fantastic. Foe's a great meal. Warming, foe filling, is delicious, healthy. Yes. Okay, so 10 out of 10 for Faux. Yeah, I mean, in my eyes, Faux can do no wrong. <laughs> Was there anything that they could have improved on? Um, maybe some more peanut sauce with the with the spring rolls, because <laughs> that stuff is like sweet nectar. Um, but yeah, I love Faux, and I just... You know, in times of, of, of wanky concepts, sometimes all you just need is a good little bit of broth, some noodles, and some chicken. <laughs> Keep it classic. Yeah. Well, in true VAT style, you've done that, and I've gone out somewhere really swanky. So I went You were going to say wanky, weren't uh, you? Yeah, I was, but I stopped myself. I'm just trying to keep it Fiji. Because last week I went to Townhouse at the Kensington, and you went to Greg's. Yes. This week you've got a photo. How did the half live? How did the other half live? <laughs> this week you've got a photo go, and I went to Granary Square Brasserie, which is the latest opening from the Ivy collection. 
Interesting. It's so swanky. Oh my days. So I went in trainers. Yeah, so it's where Grain Store used to be. Next to Caravan. Next to Caravan on Granary Square, like heart of King's Cross. Very nice, buzzy area. Loads of cool restaurants around there near the Dishoom. And they've taken over um, an open Granary Square brasserie. It's unbelievably swanky. Like I rocked up in my trainers and like a big baggy jumper. And people were like in stilettos on a Sunday morning drinking bellinis. And I was like, what's going on? And when I thought, you know, brunch, you think brunch is a kind of casual all day affair. It's like three course brunch starting with like foie gras and then moving on to like, I don't know, like whole halibut and stuff. It's really quite schmancy. I don't know if it's because I also went kind of weekend before Christmas and people were doing a lot of yeah. Christmas parties. So maybe that's why it was sort of more of a sparkly affair. How, how was the food? The so food was fancy like was there was there foam ah no there wasn't foam but the thing is i'm not good with uh with big meals in the morning we went about 11 and i need something to ease into my day it's not the kind of place where you can ease in it's quite like full-on proper food um so i had some smoked salmon because it was sort of as light as i could go in the morning very delicious smoked salmon with um with rice soda bread lemon and black pepper just simple really good boyfriend who's more of um he can eat anything at any time got an avocado and spinach benedict which comes with chips um spinach two poached hen's egg on toasted english muffin with holidays and sesame don't agree with that why why would you put chips with a benedict yeah it was quite random but it was quite fun but it was quite random. You just get this little sort of pint of chips, but surely chips help with any meal. Like, uh, no? Yeah, I just, I don't know. I think if you're going at 11am, you know, would I really want chips That was the thing about Granny Square Brasserie. Like, I actually can't fault the food. The food was really tasty. It was really beautifully presented. It's just quite proper. And I think you need to know that. Like, you, it's, you don't, unless you're going on a weekday, you can't get, like, a little bowl of cereal for breakfast. You need to have, like, the Benedict yeah. the proper meals. We also tried some soup. We had um, a roast pumpkin soup with truffle ricotta and crispy sage, which was so tasty and, like, really fancy. They bring the soup in, like, a separate little little jug and then they pour it into the bowl. Look, if you want something special and you want to take your So Chelsea's just like looking at my face right now because Alicia's like, I want a Greg. <laughs> oh man. Look, I liked it. I think it's great. It's also the bar is beautiful and it maybe just go there for a drink. Yeah, and it's like nineteen quid for a cocktail, which for London isn't outrageous. No, so that you, isn't actually. If you want to take someone for a drink and kind of impress them, I think I think Granary Scrabrasser would be the one. We're now uh, with our Q and A section. Um do if you ever want a question answered tweet us at the underscore AT show um, with any questions and we will answer them. Um, so first up we have Emma Green. She said, I'm planning to do Veganuary. Where should I go? For those that don't know, what is Veganuary? Uh, they've put January and vegan together <laughs> to create this hybrid word, uh, Veganuary. Um, and people do it every year and it's where you just go vegan for a month. Mm, okay. Um, and I'm... I would like to take this time to say that I'm I'm actually partaking in veganuary. Really? I know you're surprised, Giles. I'm very surprised. Yeah. I think you're the least likely candidate. Yeah, because I do eat three meats a day. Um, I've tried to, you know... So you're going to do a whole month vegan? Yes. Can I have New Year's Day off? Because if I go out on New Year's Eve, I'm already plotting my um, my, my Texas barbecue chicken dominoes. <laughs> yeah, you can have New Year's Day off and you can have my birthday off. And that's it. Okay. But I think... I want to show as well and I'm kind of doing it as a little bit of a challenge because I think there's so like vegan food in London is exploded and I just think that you want to get involved I want to get involved you're not going to be able to have any Greggs for a month no or eggs 
No Greg's or eggs. <laughs> so anyway, Atala's Emma's question. Where would you tell Emma to go if she wanted really good vegan food? Um, have you ever been to the Kitty Hawk? Yes, the one in Fitzrovia. No, the one oh, in Moorgate. Oh, uh, it's same people. Yeah. Okay. The one in Moorgate, um, it's a huge space. It's vast. They have a wine bar downstairs. It's really nice. They're open kitchen. Um, and they've just launched a new vegan menu. Um, so on it, there's roasted... Um, roasted? Roasted uh, beetroot, um, horseradish foam. Um, they've got cauliflower steaks. I mean... A cauliflower is not a steak. Can we just... It's not a steak, guys. It's, it's a piece of cauliflower. It's like saying beetroot carpaccio. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, so they've got a new vegan menu for Veganuary. Great. Um, that you should check it out. That sounds cool. Also, Comptoir Libanais, everyone's favourite Middle Eastern high street option, um, is doing a special vegan feasting menu in January. And it includes four starters as, like, a meze, two mains and dessert for ninety ninety five. Oh, that's... That's, that's cheap. That's really reasonable. That must be per person. But that is, that is reasonable, actually. Yeah. I like Comptoir Lemonade. They do a very nice lemonade. Oh, yes, they do, don't they? A little bit of sour. Mm, enjoy yeah. it. So, yeah, so um, I will be discussing my... Vegan journey. Vegan journey. You're going to last a day. <sighs> two. I'll give you two days. We've had other questions in this week. Um, Sarah has asked, what's the worst date you've ever been on and why? Is this because we spoke about my date last week? Yeah, I think it's because you mentioned that you went to Dishy on a date. Um, I've had some I've had some belters. Oh, God. I like so many I feel like you could and... do a whole podcast on your date. Oh, I like, absolutely. Okay, so Colton, what's the top line stuff? What's the very worst date you've ever been on? <sighs> um, worst date. I mean, what the person himself or like where we went to. Oh, oh, weirdly, I always end up in spoons on a date. Like, do I just give that vibe? I think person himself. Uh, I did actually go on a date with a vegan once. Was that not good news? No. No, it wasn't, actually. He said that he had pizza, but it was actually bread and tomato sauce. Like, that's not pizza. So much judgment. Yeah. No, but, um, I mean, I, I've been, I've been, you know, I've had to take, I've had to get an Uber home because I've, I vomited on a date. Oh, yeah. oh God. Yeah. Did you vomit yeah. on him? On the bench. <laughs> it, was, it was a low point. It was, was a low point. after spoons? It was a low point. Um, yeah, it was in the smoking area of, of um, the Ice Wharf. Did you ever see him in again? Ga- in Camden. Oh, no, Giles. No. Surprisingly not. <laughs> why? I don't know and why. And they favourite romance is dead. Yeah. I've, I've, I've so many that I actually think I could write a memoir. <laughs> took stories of Tinder. Yeah. I've, I haven't had a terrible, like, first date, so I've had some pretty bad relationships. I also went out with a vegan. Um, tell the story, tell the story. When I, when I went out with him for, like, six months, I don't know if this is legit to talk about. But anyway, um, we went out. He was a nice guy, very vegan. Um, but then after we broke up, he went on Take Me Out. And actually, we watched it together. That was one of the worst half hours of my life. He, he matched with another vegan. He did. It was quite funny because he came down and then he said, and I'm and I'm, oh, I just said his name. Uh-oh, going to have to blank that out. <laughs> I'm so-and-so and I'm vegan. And all the lights just went, nyong, nyong, and they yeah. all went down. Also, that show is so, why, I think they should do it role reversal so a lady should come down the lift. I agree. It's very sexist. I mean, I love you, Paddy McGuinness. <laughs> but, you know, obviously Phoenix Knights was a triumph. But I don't really know what you're doing with the whole take me out thing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand it. Anyway. So thank you for those questions. Um, Thanks, Sarah. Thanks for dragging me through the mud there. Thanks for that, Sarah. Um, If you would like to get anything answered, then tweet us at the underscore 80 show and we'll get back to you. We've been recording at Jova London today. 
Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's a great little coffee shop um, on Charlotte Street in Fitzrovia. Um, but yeah, thank you for listening. I've been Alicia. I've been Angelica. And you've been listening to The AT Show. You've been listening to The AT. For more of the best things to do in London and beyond, visit abouttimemagazine.co.uk or follow us at About Time Mag. This has been a candy store production for About Time magazine, hosted by Angelica Malin and Alicia Grimshaw and produced by Van Connor. Spirit Body by Ketzer appears under Creative Commons 3.0. Visit ketzermusic.com for more, with recording facilities in partnership with Jova London. Head to jovalondon.com for more information.